the end zone, has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Locked on Pokes. I'm your host, Colby Powell. Glad everyone is with me on this Monday. A lot to get to. I was only able to get one show in last week. Had some things going on, so I was not with you the normal three times like I will be this week because we've got a lot to discuss. And we've got a theme song for today's show. That's right, everybody. That's right, the boys are back in town. June 1st, Mike Gundy told us that the Cowboys would be back in town. Testing was this past Friday. Get everybody back in town today. Let everybody isolate in Stillwater for a couple weeks. And then June 15th is when the players will be approved to use the team facilities. Now, of course, uh, this is all in a voluntary fashion. But as Dion and I discussed last week, voluntary in collegiate athletics, doesn't really mean voluntary. I mean, sure, you could not show up. Yeah, you could not show up. You could decide that you didn't want to be there, but voluntary is not really a thing. Um, I mean, even at the high school level of sports, you know, if you have an optional practice, it's a mandatory practice, and the coach just wants to, to know that you know that. So uh, I would imagine that everyone is getting in and getting ready to, uh, to get going and, and to get in the weight room and to get on the field, and especially for some of the younger guys, uh, especially now these quarterbacks that are going to be thrust in to a more important role than maybe they would have thought with the Brendan Costello transfer. Uh, these guys are going to have to get in the playbook and really figure it out pretty quick. Uh, you know, Shane Ellingworth has a really good chance to be the backup to Spencer Sanders this fall, so... Brendan Costello, for those of you who haven't heard, I know this was last week. I had a light week last week, but Brendan Costello has entered the transfer portal. Uh, He came to Oklahoma State as a three-star recruit out of San Clemente, California. He was the fifth fifth highest signee uh, for Oklahoma State in the 2019 class. And, of course, he got here. And, look, you never know what's going to happen whenever you get somewhere. I'm sure that he thought that he was going to have a chance to compete for the starting job. But, you know, at at some point, the writing is on the wall. And uh, Shane Illingworth came in in this cycle for four-star quarterback, and Oklahoma State brought in a junior college transfer, Ethan Bullock. So uh, it it didn't seem like Brendan Costello was really going to have a chance to get on the field. Don't blame him one bit for deciding that he wants to go elsewhere. Wish him the absolute best. Hopefully he goes somewhere where he can get himself on the field and can play. So um, best of luck to Brendan Costello. But again, that means that these young guys, Shane Illingworth especially, four-star recruit, big name coming in. Look, you never know. Spencer Sanders last year, He's a running quarterback. He got hurt last year. He had to miss a few games. Drew Brown had to take over. It can always happen. As the backup quarterback, you're always one play away from being the most important guy on campus. So uh, hopefully he will be ready when the season starts. Hopefully Spencer Sanders stays healthy. That would be best, first and foremost. Uh, But if he doesn't, hopefully... um, Shane Ellingworth will be ready to go, or again, maybe the uh, JUCO transfer, Ethan Bullock. All right, I'm going to take a quick early break in this show before I come back uh, and talk about what college football season could potentially look like in Boone Pickens Stadium. That's coming up next. This is Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back. Rolling along here on Locked on Pokes. Colby Powell 
with you. It is another week in the state of Oklahoma, another week closer to football getting underway. Follow me on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. Take a couple minutes wherever you're listening right now to rate and subscribe to this podcast. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. So the, the question now becomes, so we've got players back in Stillwater. Everybody's getting ready to go, and it kind of seems like college football season is going to go off without a hitch. So now the question becomes, um, how many fans are going to be in the stadium? And right now, it, it looks like they're not going to be too many, if any, restrictions. Uh, Deputy Athletic Director Chad Weiberg did an interview with the Tulsa World and, and basically uh, indicated that the people making the decisions don't think that there's going to be any need to limit the attendance. Uh, you know, you like you saw this past week, Texas has now loosened its restriction on outdoor sporting events. So Texas is now allowing outdoor uh, sporting events to basically fill their venues, whatever their venues are, to 25% capacity, which, of course, is going from 0% to 25%, uh, which could potentially impact, like the PGA Tour has a tournament down there next week. Now, the PGA Tour specifically uh, has said that it will will stick by its original plan to have no fans at the first four events, see how things go. There will be several Oklahoma State Cowboys uh, down in DFW next week for the Colonial, uh, for the Charles Schwab at Colonial. So uh, I'll definitely keep you updated next week as the Oklahoma State golfers take back to the course. But he basically, uh, Chad Weiberg indicated that Oklahoma State is planning on entering the season with no limitations on attendance. And Mike Gundy tweeted out, and uh, he said, see everybody September 3rd, tweeted that we're 97 days away from football. You better get your season tickets. So it sounds like they're very optimistic and hopeful that Oklahoma State uh, will be able to pack Boone Pickens Stadium and create that atmosphere uh, that we all love so much about Oklahoma State and about Stillwater. Uh, it, is, it is an absolute blast, and I hope, I hope, 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 that uh, we can all safely experience Boone Pickens this fall. And assuming that we can all experience Boone Pickens Stadium in a safe manner, I say let's get it rocking, baby. Let's get it rocking. Let's get the paddles going, and let's have some fun for college football season. Uh, Oklahoma State this past week was in the running right along with Auburn and Alabama for a big-time four-star offensive line uh, recruit, Jaden Roberts. Now, Again, you're going up against Alabama and Auburn. Your chances probably aren't that great. That's just the nature of the beast in college football. And I've talked about this time and time again. You know, if you're not in the club in college football, it's hard to get in. Alabama and offer and, and Auburn can offer this young man a more clear path to the NFL uh, with a higher success rate of getting to the NFL than Oklahoma State can. That is that is a fact. More offensive linemen from Auburn and Alabama go to the NFL than they do from Oklahoma State. And these kids are making business decisions. Uh, it's why I don't think that parity of any sort is really coming back in college football anytime soon. Uh, I think we could maybe even see less parity uh, as we get into the uh, the name, image, and likeness. I think it could go one of two ways with the name, image, and likeness. Either we see less parity because guys want to go to the big schools because uh, if you're a star at one of the big schools, you'll be able to make more money. Or it could go the other way where maybe a star, instead of going somewhere like Alabama, he's like, you know what? If I go to Oklahoma State, I'm a big fish in a small pond, so I'll get all of the sponsorship dollars uh, in my small pond as opposed to going to Alabama and being overshadowed by someone else. Now, I'm not a star. Nobody knows my name. It's hard for me to make money off my name if nobody knows my name. So I think it could go one of two ways. Really looking forward uh, to seeing how it plays out. But Jaden Roberts did commit to Auburn last week, so Oklahoma State lost out there. But Oklahoma State still has a lot of targets uh, in this upcoming class, in this 2021 class. So 
Um, you know, don't be surprised if Oklahoma State um, signs an entire offensive line uh, worth of linemen in this next class. Don't, don't be surprised if there are five or six linemen in this next class as Charlie Dickey continues to try to rebuild an offensive line that uh, essentially had gotten torn down to basically nothing during Mason Rudolph's time at Oklahoma State. Now he's trying to build it back up, and he's doing a pretty good job early in his tenure. Going to take another break, come back. Uh, I want to talk about an interesting, you know, free agent may not be the term you want to use in collegiate athletics, but for lack of a better term, there's an interesting free agent running back in college football that could potentially find himself as an Oklahoma State Cowboy. So I'll talk about that and much more as I wrap things up next. Stay with me here on Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back. Wrapping things up here on Locked on Pokes. Glad everyone is with me on this Monday. Deion Amade will join me on Wednesdays, as he always does. I'm going to try to get Jack Klein in here on Friday uh, again this week. Jack is an expectant father. Uh, His wife is about 38 and a half weeks pregnant. So depending on what kind of turns Jack's life takes over the next couple weeks, uh, he may or may not be with us on some of these Fridays. But I wish him and his lovely wife the absolute best uh, and could not be more excited and happier for them. You can follow me on Twitter at Colby. Jay Powell at Locked On Pokes. Head over to LockedOnPodcast.com. Check out everything the Locked On Podcast Network has to offer. Locked On Thunder, the NBA close to returning. Give it a listen to LockedOnPodcast.com to check out everything the Locked On Podcast Network has to offer. Now, something really interesting took place last week with TCU. So there was a three-star running back in this past class out of Dominic Richardson. Named Dominic Richardson, three-star running back, number eight-ranked overall player in the state of Oklahoma, and he committed with and signed with TCU back in December during the early signing period. So here's what happened, and this got a little bit shady, it sounds like, down at TCU. What happened is Dominic Richardson wanted to go to TCU. They wanted him. He committed. He signed, and then TCU signed another running back, and then... TCU got another running back to fall in their laps. That's the five-star, Zach Evans, out of Houston that I talked about a couple weeks ago who had kind of the, uh, the the problems where he was suspended from his team, and at one point he was the number one recruit in the country, had offers from every school in the country, and uh, TCU was never on his radar. They were never listed as one of his top schools. And then one day it's just like, oh, Zach Evans is a horn frog. So what happens is Dominic Richardson signed with TCU, and then TCU filled up their class and didn't have room for him once Zach Evans fell in their lap, so they've now released him from his national letter of intent, which for all intents and purposes makes him a free agent. It's He's once again uh, on the recruiting trail trying to find out where he wants to play collegiate football. Now, the interesting thing here with Dominic Richardson is that Oklahoma State originally did not offer Dominic Richardson, and he's he's a pretty stout guy. He could uh, potentially get some run early because of his size. He's six foot two hundred and five pounds. Um, Oklahoma State did not initially offer, like I said, but he did have some good offers. He had offers from Arkansas, Colorado, Iowa State, Kansas, uh, and I mean he had he had more than a dozen scholarship offers uh, from D one Power Five universities. And Oklahoma State did show interest, but they never offered. But now I'm curious. Oklahoma State did not sign a running back in this most recent class. So does Oklahoma State now go out and try? to get Dominique Richardson because right now uh, Oklahoma State obviously has Chuba Hubbard, has L.D. Brown, and then after that, uh, your guess is as good as mine. Could be DeAndre Glass after he redshirted uh, last year. He could be in position to get some more carries, um, but I don't know what really happens after Chuba Hubbard and L.D. Brown. But Dominique Richardson certainly someone to keep an eye on uh, as Oklahoma State looks to 
add another running back to this recruiting class. So uh, Dominic Richardson, I would imagine, is on Oklahoma State's uh, radar. Short show today, but glad everyone was with me. Glad to be back after a short week last week. Remember, hit me up on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. Uh, we are getting closer and closer to the return of sports. The PGA Tour comes back next week. It's looking like the NBA could be the end of July, and then we will have an absolute cluster of sports in the fall, including Oklahoma State football, and just a little bit later on, Cade Cunningham in Gallagher Iba Arena. I saw some Cade highlights uh, over the weekend too. Ugh. Good, good stuff coming Oklahoma State's way. So thank you everyone for listening once again to Locked on Pokes.